Hi, I'm Chris Maragakis of Simply Be Retreats and Therapies. I'm a life coach, therapist and podcaster. Welcome to Mindful Mutterings. Please like, share and subscribe. And as always, thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to episode five. And in this week's episode, we're going to be looking at how our thoughts make us suffer and what we can actually do about that. And let me start off by pointing out that obviously not all of our thoughts make us suffer, but we're not worried about the ones that are adding to our life. We're looking at the ones that cause us pain or cause us to be unhappy and what we can actually do about them. So what do I actually mean when I say that our thoughts are causing us to suffer? Um, Most of us, if we're honest, will always blame an external force for our happiness or our, our unhappiness. And it'll be, you know, if I'm with this person, they make me happy. If I have this big house, it'll make me happy. If this person talks to me in that way, that makes me unhappy. Or if this person does this, it makes me jealous. But the truth of the matter is, it's not what those people do that affect our happiness and our well-being. It's how we respond to those, how we are triggered from our past beliefs. And that comes down to our thoughts. So the first reason that our thoughts can cause us suffering is because we believe them. So our brains are supercomputers. They analyse all the input they receive and then put them against past actions, memories, beliefs, habits, and then produce a thought. We then, most of the time, just carry on through our day, take this thought as the absolute truth and run with whatever it's told us and then deal with whichever emotions it triggers. And it's these emotions and these thoughts that then cause us to react in a certain way. We rarely question them, um, but then we often wonder why we're making the same mistakes or why we're unhappy or unfulfilled or why things keep happening to us. And the reason they keep happening to us is because we're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I think it was Einstein who said that the definition of madness was to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different outcome. So the reason that this happens in our life, the reason that we keep doing the same things over again and going through the same patterns of behaviour is because we've learned them um, through growing up. You know, we've been conditioned to believe this way and we don't we don't give it any thought. We are just triggered every time something happens. So that's the first reason. Uh, The second reason that our thoughts can cause us pain is because we're attached to them. So we have an ego um, and that is the, the part of us that thinks that we are all important, that we should come first. And we often put ourselves in the center of a problem. You know, if someone ignores us in the street, we assume it's because it's something that we've done. You know, if something doesn't go the way that we should think it should go, then we get upset. And it's that's the attachment that we have, that we should be getting what we want all of the time. And when we don't get what we want all of the time, the ego doesn't like it. And it it makes us angry or it makes us frustrated or jealous or whatever we think it is. But the point is, that's not real. That's just the brain doing what it was doing in point one. It's putting what we can see against all our beliefs, past experiences and everything else and giving us the thought that it gives us all the time. And we just blindly go on through life believing these thoughts and responding to them. Or actually we react to them, we don't respond because respond would say that we were choosing. Um, so, so an example for that is um, that one of our thoughts is that so-and-so should speak to us nicely. And so-and-so doesn't speak to us nicely, so-and-so is often quite rude. Um, 
and we don't like that we don't like that because that's not how it should be it's not fair and that these are the thought processes that are not helpful to us because um that leads us to believe that we can make things change well the reality of the moment is that that person is being rude and if we're trying to fight reality we're never going to win because the truth of the matter is that person is being rude it doesn't matter whether we agree with it or whether we like it or whether we think it should change the truth of the matter is the person's being rude it's now going to be how we deal with it and most of the time we don't choose to respond to it it just creates this hamster wheel of responses and we just react and then that causes us to go through the same cycle that we always go through when we're being triggered um, and so then then we come to the third reason that our thoughts can cause us um, pain and that's because um, they're familiar we know how we think we know what we believe or at least we think we know what we believe we are used to living our life the way we we do we don't question them it's nice and safe we know we've built up these little brick walls of resistance to what we don't want to deal with and it's all very comfortable and familiar and this is what we often talk about stepping outside of our comfort zone it's about having the new experiences so that you can learn more so that you can change your belief systems or at least so you can question them but when we're in a familiar routine, we don't like our beliefs to be challenged because we're in this little bubble. We know how to respond. The brain knows how to keep us safe and we just tick along. Lovely, lovely, lovely. But the brain can't tell, firstly, whether the things that we're experiencing are true or imagined. And secondly, it keeps us in this familiar little bubble and it likes its routines because it's worked out. That's how it keeps us safe. But it cannot tell whether these routines are helpful to us or causing us pain and so the only person that can do that is us and only if we're aware enough to be challenging them so then what can we do about these thoughts because obviously we can now see where they could possibly be impacting on our life and not giving us the best opportunities to be happy or to be fulfilled and so the first thing to do is to question them you know where do these beliefs that we have come from are they our beliefs do they come from our parents do they come from our teachers did we pick them up at school from our peer group or from influential people in social media did we did we believe this because we've been told it over and over again by a partner or a family member you know once you start to question the beliefs that you have you can then start to see whether that actually whether you do believe them and then you can go one step further and you can question whether they're helping your life or whether they're hindering your life. And once we become aware of our thought processes, and this is essentially mindfulness, becoming aware of our thoughts and deeds, then we can choose what to do about them. So if they're not our thoughts and we don't believe them, then we can start to think, well, what do we do? What do I believe? You know, which of this in this scenario, what do I believe about it? What do I do I know in this moment to be true and how then am I going to align that with what I can see in front of me and then we can look at ways to alter the beliefs that we don't think are working for us either through education and exploring new ideas or through the experiences that we're living or through coaching and then that in turn helps us change how we interact with the um, external world the next thing that we can do is not allow them to trigger us and be by that i mean um, having our buttons pushed you know 
there is an automatic response that we have to most things that it runs in our subconscious and like i said in the right at the very beginning because something happens uh, the brain knows what to do because it's seen this before in super lightning speed um, lightning quick speed it processes everything that every time it's seen this before and thinks right well i did this last time uh, it worked the person's still alive brilliant let's go with this and a thought is processed we believe that thought and emotion goes with it and all of a sudden we're acting out a, a scenario that we've acted out so many more times before so that's triggering and so it's an automatic response that we we generally don't control so once we have worked out what tends to trigger us then we can start to change the way that we behave so when we come into a situation that would that we are aware can be triggering for us we can just become aware of how we're thinking during the situation or maybe it's a person that constantly winds us up or irritates us and we can start to just step back and we can start to see the dance that we're playing because it's all a dance our social interactions you know like they say one thing we react to something else and it's about changing the way that we dance so that the situation has to change so then we can become aware of what they're saying and we can actively listen rather than listening to reply and we can see if there's truth in what they're saying or we can, if there's truth in the situation and then we can process that information and bearing in the mind in mind that the, the brain will do this so so fast but then we can choose how we respond we can choose not to do what we normally do we can choose to look at this person with compassion we can choose to listen to what they're saying we can still disagree with them but we can do it with empathy and we can do it calmly and reasonably and that is how we start to change not only our mindset but maybe we change the relationships with the people that we have around us but what we are doing most importantly is that we are not repeating the mistakes that we make um, in the past so then if we're getting back to the person that's speaking to us rudely if we go back to the example that i had before just to show how this works so normally they would be rude to us we would respond back either we'd be rude back to them or we'd huff off or we'd get upset or whatever our normal reaction would be but instead if we if they're being rude to us and we just stop for a minute and we refuse to go through our automatic process and we just think well okay why are they being rude first reason you know could it be that i was rude to them in the first place maybe i'm standing aggressively maybe my body language is giving off the wrong um uh, vibes maybe i the language that i used was confrontational so that's the first thing to think about second thing to think about would be well maybe this is how they talk to everybody maybe it's not actually got anything to do with me they're just lacking in social skills uh, maybe it could be that we have to consider the fact that they're under incredible pressure that doesn't condone the reason that the that they're being rude but it does help us to understand why there might be a reason behind it um, and then we can start to change the way we respond to that so instead of then doing what we would normally do we can start to think right well okay me walking away or me getting rude back is not going to solve anything here so maybe it's time for me to say look i'm really sorry i'm keen to help you or i'm keen to understand what you're saying but, but you know i'm not very happy about the way that you're speaking to me is there something i've done that's causing you to speak this way or you know whatever it gives us options to start moving forward and that's how we can then start to see how we change things and we can apply that to every part of our life um, and lastly we can start to monitor our thoughts 
um, and see if that actually fit for purpose. And this is again, mindfulness in action. So we're being aware of what we're thinking. We're being aware of how that impacts on our life in the conversations that we're having and the way that we're holding our bodies in the way that we're choosing to live. Are we causing stress by continuing to act out behaviors and patterns that aren't working for us? Or are we looking at how we can let go of the stress and pain and suffering by becoming aware of the thoughts that we're having, questioning them, not being attached to them and then looking at ways that we can move forward and change them and we have this strange idea that our thoughts should stay the same that everything should stay the same the truth of it is in every second of every day everything is changing you know while you're listening to this people have died people have been born our cells are breaking down new cells are being made you know, amazing things are happening on the planet. There is all kinds of things that happen all the time because nothing stays the same. So why on earth would we imagine that our thoughts should stay the same? You know, the beliefs and thoughts that we had when we were children might not serve us now as adults because we are different people. And so it's becoming aware of our thoughts and making sure that we are constantly updating them so that they are true to us and they are helping us move forward in our life. And we really don't like change, you know, lots of people find it very, very difficult to change. We like things to be familiar um, and most of our stress and suffering actually comes from trying to control life, for trying to keep things the way they are, keep everything familiar, keep everything safe. And really, we're setting ourselves up to fail because that is impossible. And this is where a lot of stress comes from because the pressure that we put ourselves under to try and hold everything together to keep things the same is unbearable. And it's also an impossible thing to do. So by being aware of our thoughts, by making sure that they're constantly questioning them and allowing ourselves to evolve and grow and allowing the people around us to do the same and recognising that they might have different beliefs and different opinions um, helps us to change the way that we respond. But not only that, if we acknowledge the fact that we're changing, um, then what we can do is in our interactions with other people, we can acknowledge that they might have a different opinion to the one that they had a week before. And so we're not holding people in these rigid little boxes that we put them in. Very often when we meet people or we get to know them well, we put this idea in our mind. We have a picture of who they are. We sum them up very quickly. We do love a label, you know, and we have an idea of what this person thinks, what they feel, how they behave. And we never move on from that. We keep them in this little box and we expect them to behave that way all the time, which means that a lot of the time we're not actually listening to what they're saying. We're not fully mindful and present when we're with them and noticing the changes in their behavior. And yet, if we're acknowledging the fact that we're changing every day, surely we have to acknowledge the fact that they're changing every day. And so by listening carefully to other people, by acknowledging the um, events as they happen around us, and by being honest and looking at what is happening in front of us, not what we would like to be happening, then we could choose to let go of a lot of the stress and anxiety and pain that our thoughts cause, because instead of trying to make it as we would want it to be, we can deal with it as it actually is. And when we reflect on our beliefs and behaviours regularly, we begin to see that life flows like a river. And if we go with this flow and we deal, like I said, with what is rather than what we would like it to be, the stress and the suffering flows away too. And that then impacts on everyone around us because we're happier, we're more content, we're giving off a nicer vibration, we're staying healthier. And people can see that and people are attracted to that. And it makes 
their interactions with us more harmonious and healthy too. And I think when you think about how many thoughts we have a day and how many opportunities we have to suffer, which is what we do with our thoughts, and how many opportunities we have to change that, it's mind-blowing. Um, in 2005, the National Science Foundation published an article and uh, it was all about human thoughts and how many thoughts we have a day. And they found that the average person, whoever that may be, had between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts a day. And of those thoughts, 80% were negative. 80% negative thoughts. And of the huge amount of thoughts we have, 95% were exactly the same thoughts as the day before. So you, you can see then how we're perpetuating our own unhappiness and why we're repeating patterns that have gone on all through our life. And that actually, by just doing these three very simple things, you know, questioning our thoughts, being aware of what we're thinking and not being attached to them, we can then start to change our life and the way that we interact with others, the way that we move through life, the situations we find ourselves in, and the way we handle ourselves, and by doing all of this, we then become responsible for our happiness, our security, our peace of mind, and we make our life easier and better, and we make the life of those around us easier and better because the interactions that we have are more honest and more open and more compassionate, and that then brings more happiness as it filters out. Um, so, I hope that's uh, helped and I hope you found that interesting. If you've got any questions, please get in touch via my website, which is simplybe.org.uk, um, or you can text me on 07974618499. Or if this has sparked your interest and you, you'd like to work with me and, and work on coaching to change your mindset, to help you identify these thoughts, to become more mindful, then also please get in touch on those numbers and through the website. Thank you very much for joining me and I'll see you next week. Bye.